Got the signal here. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and the Blue Soccer Chat. This is your boy, Evan. And I think, Aaron, this is going to work. This new setup, man. You know, I'm having good vibes with it. I really am. Coming live and direct from Evan's bedroom. I like it. You know, I, like I mean, it. It, it's the best. Wow. Let's <laughs> see. We've got, hold on. We've got, <laughs> we've got, we're, we're just going to say it's Sam Kerr's jersey hanging on your wall. <laughs> Sam Kerr. And, and then, then I've got uh, 11 back Andy there. 11. That's a goalie keeping jersey. And yes, then Ohio yes. State. Blue. And then uh, what's State. the other? Oh, I, I, I'm protesting the other team this year, man. I'm protesting the other team, what they did. Oh, uh, was well, and, and who they've chosen in his stead, who has decided to bring one more charge with him. Yes, so, exactly. Exactly. Good work. Good work so, there, dude. So, welcome to Wednesday, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. We're glad yeah. to have you here. Aaron, man, it's uh, it's it's good to actually, like, see you and be able to, you know, move. Right? <laughs> Amazing what hardwired internet does for now, you. Now, it, it certainly does help. It certainly does help. So, um. What's been on your mind, man? Do we do we just do we just jump right into? Well, well oh, 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 we can. We can. I mean, is that do we do we just start from there? I need to I need to give a disclaimer tonight, though, man. We, All right, usually, let's do it. We usually have the drafty beverages tonight, you know. We yeah. Usually have drafty beverages, but tonight I'm I'm going with the whiskey. And ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who know what it is to have a crown um, put on your tooth, you know that they had been you know, mm. beating me up for the past two hours. And so this is the way I choose to numb my pain. Ah, which, well, you know, basically, if I was in therapy, that would be a problem. But cheers to you. I've decided to switch to these little fizzy oh. drinks that are not very many calories. And man, that's can, nice. it's not bad. It's not. Actually, this is one of the uh, I'm not I'm not promoting anybody. It's a cocktail in a can, but it's one of the newer ones. It actually tastes better. It's a kamikaze. So if you don't really love kamikazes, which can be a little sweet, but I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm enjoying. Does, does whiskey have calories? Does it have calories? Oh yes, sir. It's corn. Damn it! All right, well I tried. It's, well, All it's right, corn or mash yeah. or variety of things. I don't know. This isn't a soccer show about. <laughs> I mean, we we could probably. Inv- you know what? We could invite. Uh, a, a Chelsea guy on who's oh. a damn good uh, whiskey and scotch guy. So oh, well, there um, we, you go. We, we could have a we could have a scotch and Chelsea show. Dude, um, I'm so happy with that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. But yes, I think I think we get into it with the USA. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's I, I gotta say I, I was pleased with what I saw in the Morocco match. Uh, oh, yeah. I liked. I liked the lineup. I liked the tactics. I liked the tempo. It was three um, nil, right? Yes, three, three nil. nil. And and I I liked the quality. Um, the 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 Pulisic, the first goal. One, it's a great ball. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's Zimmerman who plays it. I think it's one of the center backs, and it's just a nice, Aaron's direct ball, Aaron's. uh, straight uh, over the top. Uh, but I tell you what. Um, it, it was funny to see his response because it was a it was a world class touch and people need to acknowledge it. Yeah. But yeah. when asked about it, Pulisic is like, "Well, I you know I I know it probably looks difficult for you guys, but this is you know the level I'm trying to play at, and I expect to do that, and that's what I want to hear from the kid." Oh, there you but go. 
I tell you what, it ain't that easy to do. And it was it was sublime. And then the way he commits both defenders, not just the first yes. guy, but yes. his deke on the first guy actually makes the second defender oh. give up on the play. And then Brendan Aronson, who we were mm-hmm. we we've been seeing Brendan Aronson come on and play for Pulisic when he's not been available or or sub on for him. Yeah. But to have him be there making that run, I, I think it's starting to come together a bit. Two more really nice goals. You know, three zero is nice. Again, no Mo Salah, not a couple other guys, but again, you can only play who's in front of you. And we imposed our will on that game. And I, I to just start there, that's yeah. what I saw. Well, you know, and once again, whenever Timothy Weah scores, yeah. that's a good night. You, you, you're having a good night, and and I think you're right. All things were clicking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the the. I mean, the first half they looked really good. Uh, second half, they showed that they could play somewhat shut down soccer, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is which is great. And, and you're right, you know Morocco, of course, missing missing a few people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the big thing about this match for me was was exactly what you were talking about at the beginning: the level of play that um, you know Pulisic and, and Aronson, mm-hmm. Wea, and the rest yep. of the guys have committed to. Um, very much they're acting like this is just hey it, it is what it is this is this is the way we play right. which which some people may look at that and, and might be like uh is that kind of being arrogant no it's not no. being arrogant i think it's taking your place on the world stage yeah i think you're actually saying look we're we're here to play but we're here to win i mean well, it, it, i love that about this guy this, this team. We, we we truly don't have some of the disparities in the locker room that that true that used to exist yes um, I agree. you know five guys playing in europe um i you know i i i don't think tim howard would have carried himself in, in a way to be intimidating but just he's the he's the man at everton he's you know one of the top goalkeepers yeah. in the world yeah. and and then you're maybe a guy you know playing for an mls club and 10 years ago that dis, you know that was a, that was a big disparity but now the vast majority of our guys are playing, you know, not just getting some a few minutes for clubs, but starting for clubs all across Europe. Yeah. Starting for major world power clubs, Pulisic at um, at at Chelsea, Weston McKinney at Juventus, Tyler Adams at Red Bull. I mean, and he's going to move on now. You know, he, he's he's about to make a move to a, a, a big club as well. So we've got plenty of guys, and a guy like Walker Zimmerman is no longer intimidated because of his MLS experience. He uses right. it as his badge right. of courage and says, look, it took me a long time to get here, and now I'm the most established center back on the U.S. national team. Mm-hmm. So we don't have those locker room disparities that we once used to have, and um, I think that that builds some unity in the team. A lot of these guys came through together anyway. I mean, you saw yeah. um, Pulisic give the ball to Haji. So he could yep. get the goal the other night. I mean that that was a hey man, you're my brother. Awesome. It, we took our own route to get here, but we're here and mm-hmm. well welcome to the club. Yep. And I, I just think that's great. Um, I, I think what we saw in that match, and then to move on to the Uruguay match, is that we've not solved the number nine uh, problem. It's not Jesus Ferreira. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's not going to be some of these other guys that um, have had a few moments, Hoppy or um, uh, Sergeant. 
I think it looks like Timothy Weah playing that spot makes the most sense, even though he may play the wide attacking position for his club. Yeah. We've got that position covered, you know, in multiple players for the national team, but none of those guys are really capable of, of playing that nine. Pulisic maybe, but I think in this team, you still got to have Pulisic as a playmaker and somebody who's drawing attention because he's going to get his goals. He's absolutely going to get his goals. So I don't think we need to put him in that nine role. I think, you know, if if no one else pops up between now and then, I, I'm I'm with Timothy Weah in that role. Mm, okay. I mean, at when we played Morocco, Ferreira was up front too. And, you know, obviously we, we didn't hear his name very much. Um, just, I don't know, man. I don't know. They found a way against Morocco, but couldn't find a way, you know, against – I mean, who would you say is better, Morocco or Uruguay? I'm like, oh, Uruguay, you know, with, with, without question, is, is, is better all throughout their squad. Okay, and... so, so here's my point. My point mm-hmm. is, is that if, if Uruguay is the better team, is mm-hmm. a better squad, then do we need to pull the reins back on kind of what we were talking about at the beginning? You know, are they really coming together? Or, you know, I mean, obviously, I think that both of us would say, even if we were saying, hey, look, things are starting to come together, I, I think we both would say, but there's still a lot of work to do. Well, we're the the level that this team is playing at is so much higher than teams we've seen previously. Oh, so yeah. the nature of the problem is vastly different. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the equivalent. If you'll if forgive the comparison, it's the equivalent of what Chelsea has a problem with right now. Mm-hmm. You've got a great squad, sure, and you have good players at the number nine, but not so good that you're performing at the level you should be playing at. You, you create opportunities and guys just aren't finishing in the way that they need to. And I think the United States has that issue. Created a, I won't say plenty of opportunities against Uruguay, but as many as Uruguay had, let's face it, it the, the, the difference in that game was uh, a late save uh, by Sean Johnson. Nice save, nice quick, you know, kind of reaction save. Sure, sure. Um, but he made it. Um, but you know, they didn't really have a lot of opportunities. We didn't have a lot of opportunities. They weren't very clinical. I mean, they they had a good opportunity with Cavani and it just got on him in a hurry. So he'd want that back. But you know, we, we don't possess a Cavani. We don't have a player like that. Right. 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 But we may be better in a lot of other positions than Uruguay. So I think we need to temper the criticism. You know, I, I, I I think it's, We've got, I think, three more windows and eight more games, something like that, uh, to to play as a team, to maybe try to figure this out. Um, but honestly, from this point forward, I think I would be consistently using similar guys and inserting a few guys that you think, okay, I want here. I, I It's time to stop tinkering and mm-hmm. start finalizing your best 11 your system what guys are coming in for who who are your best combinations we're we're well past like oh let's see how this guy is sure sure right we've got to know now and i think we do know now i think our team that's out there um you know even though i mean even though we were talking a little bit about the lineup about you know putting different players out there and things like that 
I think that we still have a good handle on mm. our lineup. I think that, you know, even if we do stay, um, you know, with Ferreira up front, I, I, I think that Pulisic and Wea are playing at a level, you know, being you know backed up on the wings with McKinney and Musa. Um, I just think that you're right, I, and I and I need to and I need to back off. You're right because it's so easy for us to jump on the U.S. and say, "Oh well, you know, you played two really good games, and then boom, all of a sudden you you know it's a it's it's mm-hmm. a draw to you know um, Uruguay, and it's like, um, wait a minute, <laughs> these guys qualified for the World Cup. They qualified, yeah. you know, uh, and, and they're in a group." That quite frankly, if they play as well as they played to qualify, they have a shot. They've got a shot, and I'm going to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right here: is that the U.S. has a shot to get out of that group? Um, oh, for so, sure. So you know, it, it is it is one of those things, and, and, and maybe it is a um, a group think type thing mm-hmm. that we have as U.S. soccer fans. To be like, yeah, but you know, first first sign of a you know a weakness in the armor, it's like, uh, man, here we go. Well, and I'll probably touch on this in a bit more detail later on, um, but I think there's only so much you can take away from games like this. Sure, you sure. know, um, it's at the end of a, a long season for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, Morocco and Uruguay were out and out friendlies. You know, there's none of this manufactured Nations League kind of stuff going on to try to make friendlies competitive people. (laughs) If you understand what an oxymoron is, you realize that friendly competitive. But I, I, you know, we did put a a good strong lineup out. We did put Weston McKinney out from the beginning against Uruguay. But we still made a lot of changes. Um and I think a good takeaway was we made a lot of changes in, in both games and the continuity didn't really take a hit. Uh, in, in, in fact, I think you could say we looked, um, I won't say better in, in the second half against Morocco, but there was no drop off and they, they, yeah. they, they played a business game. You yes, know what yeah. I mean? They, they just went yeah. about business. Uruguay, again, plenty of subs. They made plenty of subs, um, and, and no real drop off, um, in in intensity you know Uh, i'm not worried if some of those guys come on uh uh, for us you know i i i think we're really down to i probably if if i'm greg Berthalter, i think i've probably got my 28 guys that i'm calling into the final camp and i Mm -hmm. think i've probably got my 23 guys that i'm pretty certain about and it's okay to have five guys that you're like you know what do I need an extra right back? Do I need an extra left side winger? Do I need one more tall guy for either defensive or offensive set pieces? Things of this nature, you know? Yeah. And, you know, also, hey, I'm going to, you know, wait to the last possible moment because maybe some kid gets hot, mm-hmm. you know, in the German league. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe between now and then, Matt Hoppy goes insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe some of these guys really, really kick into high gear. So, yeah. you know, but I would expect that he's got his, I would, I would expect that he's got his first 22. Oh, sure. And then, and Absolutely. then there's a handful of guys he's thinking about. Um, but I just, you know, I, I, 
I watch these games and you know, the next match is Grenada in the cha- in the Nations League. And I really don't understand, you know, the Nations League in Europe is meant to supposedly create a higher level of competition in what would be another otherwise friendlies, right? Yeah. So they're sort of cre- creating the schedule in a certain way. But that's clearly not what's happening here. I mean, right. the United States playing Grenada. Does anybody remember what happened the last time United played Grenada uh, in Grenada in 1982? It didn't go well. No. Um, that was a bad joke, folks. I'm really, really sorry about that. Now, now I think about it, that's a that's a crass joke, and I apologize uh, right away. Oh, hey. um, I guess I'm just saying, Grenade is not going to put up much of a fight. Hey, and, man, listen, um, you know, only the Gen Xers that listen to our show is going to get that. I'm sorry. Right, yeah, right. Right. A few boomers are going to be like, we kicked their fucking asses is what we did. <laughs> Millennials, iGens. Right like, fucking oh, down what? there and film the whole goddamn thing in Betamax. <laughs> oh, God. America. There you go. Um, so, so I think, yeah. Speaking of America, I think we we we, we covered that, man. I, I think overall, we can, yeah, we can say you know what they they're on the right track, man. They're on the right track. Well, I I just I don't expect us to have really any trouble. We we're playing at home to Grenada, I'm pretty sure, and then we're away to El Salvador. Um, shouldn't have a problem. But I gotta be honest, I just don't really care all that much if we were i i would care if we went down and didn't have a good performance yeah but if greg perhalter chose to use that as a match to play a truly mixed 11 because mm-hmm. this is my my thing with the the nation's league from a business perspective i understand why they've decided to do this we want people to have a reason to tune into these matches so instead of spain spent playing san marino or you know ecuador in a, in a friendly, we're going to organize it in such a way so Spain has to play, you know, Portugal or something like right, that. We're going to keep right, them at right. the same level. Yep. I, I kind of get it. But honestly, unless it's a final match or a semifinal match, mm-hmm. I don't think managers are going to approach it any different. The players, once you roll the ball out there, players are competitive. They're going to try to win sure. the match. Absolutely. But Absolutely. If, if a manager has four games before a major tournament like the World Cup mm-hmm. to – just he's still trying to decide his best lineup or his best formation or he wants to be like you know what we got paired in this group and i think we're really going to need to play a high pressure against them or we're going to have a problem seeing the ball then they're going to use the match for that purpose yep. they're they're just they, screw your your fake tournament yeah it just it does not matter and guys aren't going to get hurt in this tournament either mm-hmm. you're not no. going to see some dude wrecking somebody else yep. in this tournament not at all. So not at all. I don't know. I, pros and cons to it. I mean, I, I understand the powers that be, but Jesus, man, how much money do you need? <laughs> exactly. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the halftime of our show. Yeah. Halftime. Halftime. And, um, you know, for tonight, my friend, I am, um, I am excited because, quite frankly, you know, I'm, I'm sporting the, the Guardian's the guard, guard, Guardiola, Guardiola's, Guardiolans, Guardians, um, because the Cleveland baseball team decided to, you know, get rid of the um, overly racist overtones of their name, and especially Chief Wahoo name. was yeah. a bit um, oh egregious. It was, yeah. it was horrible, and um, I'm I'm wearing this because I had a chance to make some new friends next weekend uh, or last weekend. Wow. <laughs> I just time traveled on us right there, man. Um, 
He's but, special, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> last weekend, had a chance to go to the Miami Nation. Uh, oh yes, and their their powwow that was uh, held um, in Rockville, Indiana, and they were some of the most hospitable uh, folk that you'd ever want to yes. meet. They uh, loved on us with open arms. They told us right from the very beginning, "Hey, we're huggers," and uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, cool." And uh, you know, they so got, got them in trouble with the Spanish. Hey, there you go. That's right. Exactly. But um, they they were wonderful. And I just, you know, I'm looking forward to um, working with them and talking with them in my, awesome. in my day job. So my halftime shot goes out to the Miami Nation. Um, you guys, your Fantastic. health, happiness, all that good stuff. Uh, you know what? Thank you so much for your hospitality. That was that was just wonderful. I, I That's loved wonderful. That. I saw the pictures. If you're uh, Facebook friends with Evan uh, or just want to stalk him. Uh, check out his photos. Uh, it was really cool. Um, and, uh, I want to say, uh, it's been a couple weeks. So, uh, the it's pride month and also Indy yes. 11 are playing this evening. So, uh, shout out, uh, to all the LGBTQ plus community, the alphabet gang, as long as that is not an nope. inappropriate phrase for you. Nope. Uh, nope. we are allies. We are your supporters. Uh, and also this is just a hell of a festive month. It's June and you get to go outside and have a parade Dude, and be like Saturday. half, half naked in the, in the okay. like Midwest warmth, hanging out down the street, listening to good music and chilling yes. with people. Pride is a good time folks. So, uh, but remember, Dude, um, Pride also, and sunny. yes. Um, but also a reminder that, uh, pride started with a riot. Pride started mm -hmm. with people having to fight for, um, some of the uh, uh, rights that they have now and are still fighting for. Um, so, you know, uh, kind of a good segue there. Uh, you know, you checking out uh, one marginalized American group uh, yeah. and then uh, supporting another. So that's what we do around here. Um, we uh, we kind of support, we're allies. So uh, shout out and uh, good on you, man. Really, okay. that, that was cool. Uh, I'll have to check that out sometime. Yes, Cheers. Sir. Let's launch it, everybody. So, hmm. the last time we got together, yes. we had teased everybody and said we were going to, you know, talk about another uh, World Cup group. And we never really got around to it, so we postponed it. Uh, and I think it's good because I think, um, you know, with the international break going on and a lot of these teams playing, uh, we get an idea, again, going back to what I just said, Hard to take too much away from it, but I think there are things that can be gleaned. So uh, this week, Group E, mm -hmm. which consists of Spain, uh, the continental playoff winner of New Zealand and Costa Rica, mm -hmm. Germany and Japan. Um, lot of storylines at play here, Evan. Um, Spain and Germany, you know, not long ago winners uh, of these competitions, and yet... Yeah. Uh, their last outings uh, have not been the most impressive at the major tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, Japan have kind of, um, you know, I think they're always there causing problems. Um, what are your predictions here? I've got the spreadsheet open. Uh, okay. Tell me what your thoughts are here. Yeah, you know, Japan has kind of flown under the radar, man. They, they, they really have not made yes. a lot of noise. Um, I, I'm going to start with the, the play-in match. I, I really think Costa Rica can do it. I really think Costa Rica can win. I would expect them to. Um, you know, and so I, I'm going to go ahead and put Costa Rica in there. Here's 
the interesting piece of this. As I was looking at this group and imagining Costa Rica in there, I could see Costa Rica making a beautiful mess of this group. I could see them. I mean, I'm not saying they're getting out. I, let me just put that out there. They're they're not going to get out of this group. This group is 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 too strong. But is this the group of death? Ah, I knew you were going to ask that. I, I'm going to say yes, just simply because of the level of play you're going to get from Spain and Germany, and and like I said, it's 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 hard to find a lot about this Japanese team. Yeah. Um, it, 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 they're just not making a lot of noise, and that scares me. That scares me. But um, I don't know. Go, go, go ahead. You're well, gonna... I think they've just, you know, they are, they do quietly go about business. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, Japan and Korea have been strong representatives of, uh, you know, the, the Asian Confederation. Mm -hmm. You know, I, at some point in time, you, you believe there's going to be a real, real breakthrough. You know, Japan had it at Japaria in 2002 mm -hmm. and haven't really been able to recreate that. I think South Korea has been the more consistent uh, of the two teams. Um, but I look at this group, and I'm with you. I think Costa Rica beats New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And I, I see two traditional European powers trying to find themselves. I think Germany and her are in a slightly better place right now than Spain are. I would agree. Um, but that said, you, you look at that, you know, the, the England match and they looked lethargic to, to let England get back into it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, they've not, they, they've had good results, you know, in, in qualifying, but they've not been really truly dominating performances lately. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Spain are growing more and more under Luis Enrique, so it's hard to evaluate them right now. In yeah. six months, who knows? But I'm looking at Costa Rica and Japan, and I'm saying if Spain's not ready, if Spain's having some second thoughts, Costa Rica or Japan's going to cause them problems. They're going to score goals yes. against them. Yes. And Germany might just be looking over its shoulder. They may not be as mentally tough a squad right now as mm. they've been in the past because mm. of their last results. Yes, they're qualifying well, but you know, when when you roll the ball out, they look back to their their last performances and say, "Wow, it's just not been that great." So, yeah. I, yeah. I I look at this as a, as a group of death just from the standpoint of un uncertainty. Sure, sure. And I and I think that also you can make the case just from stuff I've been reading, you can make the case that Spain and Germany are they're kind of holding something. They're, they're holding back a little. Mm, um, sure. It might be too early yeah. uh, to commit. It might be too early to be dominant. And so I think they're holding back just barely, you know, getting by mm -hmm. in the nation's league, you know, nation's uh, league and, and, and things like that. So it, maybe that's at play. However, mm -hmm. here's the big differentiation between Costa Rica and Japan for me. Costa Rica is going to create some really, really interesting matchups, and they're going to create a lot of mess. Mm -hmm. Japan will score on you. Yeah. I'm not saying Costa Rica can't. No, but Japan, no, I, no, I get where you're going. Yeah, and so here's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it, man. I'm going to say it, and, and I, it may come back to bite me, and that's okay. Um, for Group E, I am choosing Germany. In Japan. Wow. All right. I'm putting it down Germany. here. In Germany. Japan. Japan. 
Yeah, I think I think whenever whenever you whenever you look at it whenever whenever you look at Europe, okay, there 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 are several countries who have a lot of pressure on them. But there are those countries, i.e. England, i.e. Spain, Portugal. I, I think those countries are the ones who have an incredible amount of crushing expectation. Mm-hmm. I I think I can make the case of Germany kind of holding back a little bit. I'm not sure about Spain. I'm not sure, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, the chemistry may come together. It may come together. And they just mm-hmm. may bulldoze throughout, you know, the entire time up to the World Cup and just, you know, blow groupie out of the water. And I'll be wrong. It's fine. I, I'm just calling it like I see it now. In this group, Japan's my dark horse. And I think that they they pull it out. So there you go. I think Germany is not quite where they want to be, but in a better place. Mm-hmm. And I think between now and November, they get it sorted out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also they're going to get <clears throat> some help from the Bundesliga. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as fixtures and things like that yeah. uh, to kind of help them out. So I'm definitely going with Germany to win the group as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was thinking that I definitely think Costa Rica is going to cause some problems. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're going to frustrate teams. They're going to score as well, most likely. And they're score they're going to score goals that piss you off. Oh, sure. Um, sure. And I think Japan is going to be clinical. So I'm saying Germany and Japan as well, my friend. Oh, Spain okay. does not get through. There you go. There you go. So let's see. Thus far, <clears throat> we have agreed. Well, we're, we're, we're three out of five. I was going to say, one of them, I, which one was it that I was like, I went totally out. Well, you're selecting Qatar. You're selecting, by the way, are, we need to decide, are, are we going with Qatar or Qatar? Because Qatar is apparently how Qataris would say it. Really? Oh, um, but uh, the rest of the world likes, you know, especially English speakers, just like to fuck with everybody Qatar. and be like, quatter. So, um, <laughs> That's that's southeastern Ohio. That's what yeah, that is. Quatter. Quatter. Because uh, we both went England, USA for Group B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went Argentina, Mexico. You went Argentina, Poland. Okay. Do you let Let's go ahead. Do you want to you know rethink some of these after recent performances? The Netherlands beat Belgium, uh, and then uh, the Netherlands, uh, I believe, won again today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure against who, but mm-hmm. Belgium after losing to the Netherlands the other day, uh, went well, down a goal to Poland right. and then thrashed Poland. Yeah. But again, yeah. you know, unless I do a deep va- dive on who exactly was on the field, yes, Lewandowski scored for Poland, but he did get subbed off. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I don't know what level people are prepping for this, how interested they are in doing, in being successful. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne did not hold back the other day. He's like, look, this is not an important tournament. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it can be a distraction. Yep. Um, and, and I think he'd be the first to admit, look, the second you roll the ball out, I'm going to try to win the match. It's not that, but, 
he's a footballer. He, you know, that's what you do. The reason why you set up matches <clears throat> against certain teams is is so that you 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 can walk out and go look. This guys, this is a practice. This is an exhibition. They're showing up here. We're showing up there because if you know if the Netherlands go play a Caribbean Island team, everybody in the Caribbean Island is going to show up for that match. It's going to be a, a, a high funding thing. And the Netherlands get to play a friendly and do exactly what they want to do. The, some of their superstars come out and then the manager can be like, cool, I'm making seven substitutions and I can see if this 18 year old kid is ready to go. That right. sort of thing. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I question it. Um, that said, you know, Poland is Poland and they've got Robert Lewandowski in, in a tournament, you know, superstars do what they do. I mean, that's, this is why we come out to watch it. This is why we're watching the world yeah. cup when it's, you know, being hosted in Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think we go with Qatar. I think we do what, you know, what the, the home home bodies say that, that they are. And I think that's what we do, man. Um, I tell you, one of the things I, I'm scratching my head about brother. And, and, and once again, you're, you're right. You're right. Like the, the tournament that's going on right now, the UEFA tournament. Um, I, I, I'm not sure very many teams look at that other than as a prep type thing. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but I want to hear what you have to say about England. Um, with England with, looked tired. That yeah, I mean they they just they did <clears> not <throat> look good. And this is for me. This is where you want to. I, I don't know. Like maybe get ahead early and then sub. Like you want to. You want to at least put something out there. Here's here's where I'm. I will praise the U.S. The U.S. With the exception of this last match, U.S. with you know it says okay, we're going to score goals and then boom, we're going to go about business and we're just going to mm -hmm. shut shut it down. Um. Is this not the philosophy to to follow if you're England? Well, again, we've got to look at the circumstances that are going on here that are really quite unique. This is an international break where most teams or a lot of teams are playing four matches. Mm -hmm. And those are broken up in various ways. They are not all friendlies and they are not all competitive matches. You look at wales ukraine and you know several of these other teams right. some of their matches have been world cup qualifying playoffs so the circumstances the the stakes are fucking massive sure and then you turn around and you play a glorified friendly it's hard to manage the mental aspect of that it's hard as a manager to manage the players and their expectations for that because as a manager you want to make a lot of the subs but you also, you know, depending on what the competition is, you know, England played Hungary the other day in a match that didn't matter. So the fact yeah. that they lost yeah. one to nothing, eh, it is what it is. Right. But it also wasn't a good performance. So did that set the tone for not a good performance against Germany? And mm. then does Germany have to think twice about the fact like, well, England wasn't playing good and they got a draw out of this. Yeah, they did. I think there's a lot of variables at play here. And we need to, there's almost no way to compartmentalize it. It's really difficult to analyze this stuff because 
it's very rare, you know, where you have, oh, well, this match matters. This match doesn't. This match yeah. doesn't. This match matters. Yeah. Yep. How do you, you know, I don't care what anybody says. You know the difference between games that really, truly matter, mm-hmm. you know? Um, going out to play a friendly against a small country versus, holy shit, this is a World Cup qualifier are two completely different things. And you can say you prepare for it the same all you want, but the reality is that they yeah. just don't carry the same weight and intensity. Mm-hmm. And you can you can try, you can try to recreate it, but... Mm-hmm. I, I just look. I'm not a professional footballer, but there's always been a difference in the in the in the the level of competition. You know, the the, uh-huh. the mindset, and I, I just I, I gotta believe. You know, and Kevin De Bruyne seems to confirm that that they're like, yeah. you know what, this is not necessarily a match I, I necessarily wanted to have to play. Right. So right. it is what it is. So, but yeah, no, that's um, that's my take of Group E, and also some you know a team to look at. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to say about a certain team or a certain person? I know you had mentioned someone, and, and I didn't know if you wanted to talk a little more about him. Oh. Messi. Oh, well, you know, uh, you know, a lot of praises come his way. He scored five goals in a match the other day, um, and that came on the heels of beating Italy in the finalissimo. Um, and I, you know, it's... <laughs> it's look, I... I think it was a great idea to hold the match, and I think it would have been an even better idea to hold the match in Naples. Um, and I think a lot of people wanted mm-hmm. that to happen mm-hmm. uh, to honor Maradona. Yeah, I don't think the outcome of the game. I don't think you can read too much into it. Italy's going to be pissed that they lost. Yeah, look, nobody wants to play a match in front of a bunch of people and you lose. I, 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 these guys are competitive. Uh, right. I, sure. I, the people are like, oh, these guys don't care. This is doubt for the money. No, you have no idea. These people are lazy. You clearly have no idea the effort and time it has taken players to get to this level. Yeah, you know? Bill Casey. Well, <laughs> you know, pe- people diss Paul Pogba, and there's plenty. There are plenty of things to criticize Paul Pogba for, but this kid grew up in a shitty part of Paris. Yeah, and f- has fought his entire life, and he's 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 blessed with some tremendous abilities that perhaps, you know, we're basically criticizing these guys for not being Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. for for not wringing every last little drip of their talent out of themselves when right. it's, that's the reason why we have Michaels and Kobe's and, and Cristiano's and, and these other greats of the game, Tom Brady's and Peyton's, is because they are fucking unique yes. because they have made a decision to go above and beyond in a way that other people cannot. Lots of people are like, look, we all said, I want to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all, a lot of us ran into, Oh my God, how do I have the ability to do it? And how much work can I put into it? And the rare finite magical dust few who have it and yeah. do it, yeah. Are why we say their names. It's it's maybe not for everybody. That doesn't mean Paul Pogba isn't a worthy person. Right. That he doesn't have great game. He was disappointing at Manchester United. Hopefully, well, we never talk about Juan Sebastian Verón again. My God, <laughs> that guy well, was voted Player Player of the Year and won a title. And people are like, "This is the worst signing in Manchester United history." I'm like, "Really? Like we bought on, Paul man. Pogba twice." Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, fucking you, kidding me. 
you think about it, man. You know these these are the same people who you know, and and I know that we're we're kind of diverging, but this is an important conversation. These are the same people that are probably giving you know death threats to um um oh oh my gosh, you guys is midfielder um, Bruno. No, I'm sorry, not midfield. Um, 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 it, it, uh, when he puts on an England jersey, he's Superman. Maguire. Yeah, Harry Maguire. These are the same folks yeah. that, that 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 are like, oh, Harry Maguire, you know, and, and then you know, threatening <clears throat> his wife and his kids and him and all this other stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, now, you know, I just came back from the freaking dentist today, and I didn't want to do anything after I got done with a little toothache. I'm like. These guys have injuries all the time. Yeah. And yes, they have top-notch staff. Yes, they've got top, but you know what? Your body heals the way your body heals. Yeah. And sometimes you get out there and you do it anyway, and it's those mm -hmm. athletes who get out there and do it despite mm -hmm. these types of things. And and we sit there and we criticize them. And that's that's a shame. Yeah. That's well, these, a shame. These guys destroy themselves for our entertainment. And yeah. It's really only been within the like last couple of decades where I would say if you are a consistent player at a high level that you have the means to look after yourself at the end of it, mm -hmm. you know, um, because, you know, the, the players associations have store, you know, the, the league player associations historically have not looked out for players. Right. Look, look, I don't, I think that people would have been less, critical not not critical but less critical of the nfl if they'd have been like yeah we know about concussions and and cte and stuff and that's why we've set a, aside a fund of half a billion dollars for medical care for these yeah. athletes you know but yeah. it look that's a for-profit league in that everybody watches yeah and that doesn't happen so why are we surprised that we have countless homeless veterans scattered around this country with mental health issues, mm -hmm. poverty, um, and suicidal thoughts. They're one of the highest suicidal groups in the country. So, you know, not to mix and mingle there, folks, but there's cause and say, effect, there's correlation. This, this so sounds like the Evan and Aaron um, show. That's what right. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a special show coming up. I think there's, I think there's too much going on in the world, folks. So if you like this, yeah. tune into that, but yeah, yeah man, yeah. you know, I, 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 it, it all ties together. Um, you know, uh, back to uh, who was the original player? I'm sorry, that started this. Um, I, I mentioned Harry Maguire, but okay, I'm, Harry, I'm Harry Maguire. I, you know, again, there, there's, there are plenty to criticize about oh, people. You talk about Pogba, Paul Pogba, but it's, it's, it's yeah. personal attacks. You know, you you can you can say I don't think Harry Maguire is a good enough defender to be at Manchester United, and I would like him to leave without okay. demeaning his wife and children, or threatening their lives, or talking stupid bullshit. Yep. And I just I don't even like lending air to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. it, it it's it's a blight on the game. So many of it, it, it so much of it is a blight on the game, and I, and I just don't want to highlight it. Um, if you want to be a fan, be a fan. Um, if you don't want to be a fan, there's a whole shit ton of other stuff out there to do in the world. There's like music and Go art check out cricket. and parks yeah. hey, and, and pickleball cricket. and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Um, 
and you like you can go throw axes at things if you're angry. That that's like a whole new sport now. Like to go and throw axes at shit. You don't have to like get online and shit on Harry Maguire's family. You can be like, yeah, I just don't think he's good enough to play for Manchester United. I think yep. that covers it. Yeah, I think so. And so, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the part of the show that is the Hey Aaron part of the show. Oh, we got a Hey Aaron tonight. Yeah, we do have a Hey Aaron tonight. Whoop, it is whoop. It but is I the. Need, I got. I need. I need to come up with a Hey Aaron like tone on yes, here. I've got. Do. I've got yes, Chelsea. I've got United. I've got USA. I've got Champions. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything for. I. Mm. I, I you know. I'll. This will probably get us demonetized, but I just thought of a of, of a thing oh, that I'm going to sample. No, yes. no wait, 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 before you before you do that, before you mm-hmm. do that, I was like, you know, hey, let me let me let me see if something you know kind of kind of uh, tickles your fancy here because oh, I've I been love it when my fancy gets tickled. Old, uh, you know, good old Riverside. So here here you go, Riverside motherfucker. Can you hear that? I can hear that. That's nice. Isn't that, isn't that sexy right there? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Hey Aaron segment of the show. Damn. I, see? Dude, I am right there, man. <laughs> Idris, it's getting hot up in here. Hey, man, I'm telling you, that right there could be. That very well could be the thing. I, that could be I, the thing. I think that's what you turn on on Friday nights when Mrs. Evan. <laughs> do you just ever do, do you just ever bust out the microphone? You're like, come on in here. It's time. You know, I just uh, yeah, I I, I got to say I like me some. Uh, uh, time for the quiet storm. Close the door. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to take a look tonight at the 2022 (laughs) transfer window Mm. in the uh, English Premier League. I'm going to say some names. I'm going to tell you where they're going, and I want you to kind of give your thoughts. Um, These are things that have happened or are rumored to be happening? Things that are happening July 1st. Ah, okay. Yes. All right. Now, they're they're already done. Yeah, I get it. Nope, nope. Yep, totally understand. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Antonio Rudiger from Chelsea to Real Madrid. How do you think that's going to work out, A.A. Ron? Um, I think he's probably, I think he'll be okay for a little bit. I question his uh, on-the-ball ability for yeah. how much Real Madrid are going to want to play out of the back in, in the modern game. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had my criticisms. I think he's a, a good level player. Um, I'll I'll give him until eighteen months, you know, from the beginning of the season to determine. I'm not going to judge him on his first year if he doesn't completely bed in. That's not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. I I question whether he's got the technical game. I think he'll his physicality in Spain is going to go a long long way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if this move only happened because of all the craziness surrounding Chelsea at the time and uncertainty over his contract future. So he's like, I'm just going to go ahead and do this because I can, because I don't know if Chelsea's going to be able to. And and I wonder if he would have stayed had none of that been going on. Okay. 
Interesting. Um, I I do not want to slaughter his last name, but this one's interesting. From international international, Ivan Perisic. Very well. Tottenham Hotspur. What do you think about that one? Um, <clears throat> I think he's a pretty good player that's kind of bounced around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like enter to Tottenham is sort of a horizontal move, maybe a maybe a horizontal rung down. I don't. I don't it, it's hard to compare the two clubs because yeah. Inter is really all over the place at times, and so is Tottenham. Um, I would imagine he's going there because of Conte. Mm. Um, so I could see that working out well. Um, but if history tells me anything, Tottenham's going to do Tottenham shit and fuck it up. <laughs> I don't know, man. They found their form at the end of the season a little bit. So, I, you know, I, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Um, how about this one? Bubakar Kamara from Marseille to Aston Villa. Do you know anything about Bubakar? Yeah, um, decent player, I th- you think. Let's see. Let me look him up real quick because I yeah, I want to make sure. Yeah, that was the wild card out of this. I only got like three more. Bukar. Yeah. Kamara. Um, is he Senegalese? No, he's actually French. Okay. French. Um, it's probably a good move for both of them in that he will get more exposure. You know, Marseille is a good club. And sure. in, in the grand scheme of things, probably a bet. You know, if Marseille and played and Aston Villa played each other, Marseille would probably win. But mm-hmm. Aston Villa have a bit more notoriety. Mm-hmm. What I think will probably happen is he will go there, play well. Aston Villa will look good for a while and then be Aston Villa. And he'll stay there for a couple years and end up at Real Madrid or Barcelona because this is what happens to guys. Okay. And maybe not those clubs, but... It, my point is that, see, I said Senegalese. Um, um, is that this is a stepping stone from a league that doesn't get as much notoriety, even though the club is bigger, to more notoriety at Aston Villa. He will play well there for them, mm-hmm. and someone else will come in for him. You know, he'll yeah. he'll leave Aston Villa and go to Tottenham, or he'll leave Aston Villa mm-hmm. and go to. Uh, you know, Borussia Dortmund or something. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea. I mean, th- this, you know, you watch the game long enough, you sort of see these things. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you, you know, you 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 look at a guy who's getting a lot of, you know, good run now, and you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember he spent like a season on, on loan at West Ham and tore it up, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I it's probably a good move for everybody involved. He's not going to be an Austin Villa legend. He will move on from there. Okay. Um, two Americans. Matt Turner's going from the New England Revolution to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? You think, he well, think he's ready? I think the problem is he's not going to get much ganged game time. Um, I'm trying to think who. So, Burnt Leno was Arsenal's goalie, and then he got hurt. And I didn't type enough words in, so I didn't get the search result I wanted. Um <laughs> So Aaron Ramsdale 
right. have stepped up. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people weren't sure if he was going to be ready, and he played his ass off. He was probably one of the goalies <laughs> of the season last year. Um, so I think Matt Turner's problem is, you know, Mikel Arteta has a guy that he trusts. And he's he's got uh, you know a back line of defenders who trust that goalkeeper. Yeah. What I do like is here's another kid who's going to get an opportunity to play some cup competitions and establish himself. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Zach Steffen's been that guy, and uh, Ethan Horvath have been has been that guy, and neither of them have been able to really establish themselves. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to see is for Matt Turner go to Arsenal, and then. Whether, you know, the, the big question mark is, does Bern Leno stay? If Bern Leno stays, then Aaron Ramsdale should stay there for a season, see what kind of game time he gets, and then say, send me out on loan yeah. um, and see yeah. if he can distinguish himself. Um, you know, it's 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 really, really hard to know. Uh, and, and, you know, the goalkeepers are, you know, it's it's like the catcher position in baseball. You know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a strange, strange commodity, and, managers have certain things they love or they're looking for a very particular thing. And because there's only one, um, you know, it's, it, it's limited. I like him. I, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's, he's played really, really well. He's my choice to start for the United States right now. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I hope, I hope he, the opportunities he gets, he takes full advantage of. Yeah. Um, two more, uh, the second American I want to talk about Brendan Aronson going from Salzburg to uh, Leeds. Mm-hmm. what you think man i think that's uh, well you know it's a it's it, it's uh you know it's a reunion with jesse marsh yeah um it's another american in the premier league he has proven himself you know capable uh at a club like salzburg mm-hmm. Leeds struggled this year yeah. um um and and part of that was struggling to put the ball in the back of the net and and I don't know that he's going to be a prolific goal scorer, but he could be a prolific assist guy, you know, mm-hmm. in in the buildup. Uh, and it's just good to see. I mean, the American in me says, yeah, awesome. You know, another American in the Premier League, yeah. and yeah. He, I, there's no reason for me to believe he won't start or get good minutes. Um, so I'm excited for that. I I he will do as well as Leeds does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Finally, the big one. Mm-hmm. Erling Holland from Borussia Dortmund to Manchester City. How do you see that unfolding, my friend? I see two scenarios. Um, he's had some recent uh, injury issues, and he's at that age right now where they're putting a lot of minutes on guys. There's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, I could see him... I don't think he's going to mentally struggle, but I think I could see some frustrations if he can't get a consistent game or, you know, can't play on a regular because of some ankle injuries mm. or things like that. Okay. Um, uh, he's, I won't say he's petulant, but he's a big dude. And you <laughs> notice it when he's not happy. Um, yep. And there's, there's always the question mark of no matter what the club is, do guys fit? Do personalities fit? Does the system fit? Do you fit the system? Right. Uh, but I think he's probably going to score 4,000 fucking goals and Manchester <laughs> City's going to run away with the league. 
And 3,999 of them is going to be against Man U and Chelsea. That's I, exactly I, what's going to happen. <laughs> I look back and think I would have hated for it to happen. But if Cristiano Ronaldo would have signed for Manchester City before oh. this season, he'd have 40 goals. Oh. And Erling Holland isn't Cristiano Ronaldo, but he's as prolific and natural and gifted a goal scorer as I've seen in a very, very long time. And he's hungry. He's what, like 21, 22. This kid gobbles up goals. So yeah, worst case scenario. I think he struggles because of the physicality of the league. Best case scenario. He wins the golden boot, just walking away because Manchester city have been crying out for a number nine for two years now. And this guy is it. He is it. Okay. All right. All right. At, I, at the at the end of hey Aaron, though, I got to come back at you with oh. one transfer rumor. Ooh. It's okay. it's it's not done, but everybody everybody likes the idea of it because of the reunion. Mm-hmm. It will not make you happy, my friend. Christian Pulisic no. to Liverpool to play under Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just I'm I purposefully didn't touch this because I'm kind of <laughs> nervous about it, man. I mean, who wouldn't want to play for their old skipper? You know, I mean, who wouldn't want to play for their, you know, for the guy who really did mentor and tutor and bring up and encourage and cajole, you know, all that type of stuff to yeah. get you to the level that you're playing? Who wouldn't want to do that? He, he may have done the most to get him to oh, where Tuchel down. can be polishing him. Yeah. Hands down. However, I think that if if he has if he has the the right people talking to him, in my opinion, you you he'll come to Manchester as, United. No, <laughs> as as Cinderella as it would sound, as 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 you know, as wonderful Hallmark movie as it would sound, you move forward. You keep moving forward. And I think that if if Tuchel is getting him to play at a level that is now his top level, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing to take away from what, you know, from what, you know, Jurgen did with him and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, brought him up. Nothing to take away. But, you know, I don't go back. Just because I loved my teacher, Penny Prophet, I don't go back to the fourth grade to get a doctorate style of education. Well, but Still. he wouldn't be going back. He wouldn't be going back to Dortmund. He'd be going back to one <laughs> of the top clubs in the country, in the world. Stop messing up my metaphor. All I'm and saying. do you realize how hard it is for me to say that? How much I. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I know. Absolutely hate that especially since yes. the guy's a fucking manchester united fan and if yeah. we weren't in so in such a shit show of a place we'd be look talking about oh, a front line of marcus rashford Jaden sancho and christian pulisic i just you know i i think i i would hope that someone's in pulisic's ear saying hey dude stay put you've got immense opportunities on this team you have the you have the opportunity literally in a year or two to captain this team if you keep playing. As a U.S. fan, well, no, no. Okay, first off, I'm gonna have to stop you there. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say something. Pulisic will like, not like, ever be captain of Chelsea, just, dude. I just threw it out there because I wanted to see your. I wanted to see your. But reaction. I will say this: I agree with you that there's no reason for him to move. There's no reason to go anywhere else. No. 
the, he's in the second or third year uh, of this project. And I, I think that Romelu Lukaku is probably going. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, another yeah. striker is coming in. I think a few people are going to go. And I, I think this is an opportunity for him to solidify a starting position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really him and Mount opposite a true number nine. I yeah. think just that's, that's got to terrify people. Yep. You know, I'm, I, I question whether Ziek is, is still going to be there just because he's going to get his head turned by Bayern. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just not so sure. Um, Havertz. who's the other, I'm not, Oh, or, or yeah. Havertz. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's, Havertz. he's the and one. Ziek. Um, he stays though. I think Ziek stays. I think ZX stays, um, he, but he reminds me a lot of Riyad Mahrez. He just never looks happy. So I, he, <laughs> you just, well, you know, that's something to take into account. You know, I mean, you know, people people mocked Paul Pogba's comments lately about saying, you know, I need to be somewhere I feel loved. And a lot of people are like, well, that's, that's some bullshit. But I'm like, you know what? If your home fans are booing you and you feel like you're giving your all. Yeah then what's your incentive? Look, they can they can say, I don't think you're doing what you're supposed to do, but if you think you're doing what you suppo- you're supposed to do and you're not getting love, because look, let's face it, the, the hardest times are when things aren't going well, and that's when yep. the fans are needed the most to be like, look, I get it, we suck, but I'm going to clap for you because I know that you need that little bit extra right now to maybe get over the hump. Right. And I I want you to do well. I don't... I'd I'd love Paul Pogba. I think he's a friggin' amazing footballer, and I am frustrated that he hasn't shown as much for United. But I don't personally know the guy, so to make as, cast aspersions on the guy's character and that he doesn't care and all this stuff—that's kind of bullshit from fans. Yeah. And it really, really I makes agree. me mad. If if you know some stuff for a fact, then okay, but put it out there and yeah. and let's have it because mm-hmm. everything else is just speculation. And I go back to this notion of, oh, these guys don't care. Bullshit. Do you, know, you have no idea what it takes to get anywhere near this level of play. Yep. And to think these guys don't care? <sighs> I just, that, that, that one frustrates me, man. I always come back to that. And, of course, I'm going to be on a player's side. But sure. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that was, um, you know, the, see, I got you queued up, too. Oh, yeah. That was the Hey Aaron segment of the show. (laughs) You gotta love that. Just that, mm, yeah. And so, (laughs) I'm gonna cut it off. Oh, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a little crowd applause for you. You know, hey, that's 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 what happens, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, with this kind of you know, technology okay episode man it go a little bit better it seemed better. Go a little bit better so maybe maybe yeah. maybe we can live with riverside we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us uh now is the best part of the show where i get to sit back and i get to finish off my wonderful bourbon and listen to aaron's final thoughts aaron what kind of bourbon you got there man this is the um this is abalore this is a, a, a nice. yes yes it's actually like not a nice Avalor. it's a scotch whiskey and mm-hmm. it, is, it is oh is that the 14 i 
is it 16 maybe is it no, I, I don't nice. know i don't know the increments nice. i have no idea but nice. but it's a teen it's a teen so there you go well we're also um, two grown men who shouldn't be talking about age oh, so oh, yeah that's that'll true. get you in trouble every time <laughs> what you got for us my man as dimitri martin said you can say things like i love children you just can't say things like i love 12 year olds um copyright not infringed I, I gave him credit i gave him credit you did, gave him you, credit. did. you did um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it short and sweet man uh yesterday was my ninth anniversary yeah Get that applause, and i gotta say uh last couple of years for those who have been perhaps following along in some form or another know that there's been some crazy shit going on in the world like you know um a pandemic uh an entire crisis of democracy um and the normal things that everybody else experiences but i got to experience all at once health issues death in the family pets all sorts of shit household problems and i tell you what it's been tough at times to get through and then Last month, my wife had a, had a birthday and we had a great time together. And yesterday was just a reminder of, you know, when you find that special person, whether it's your best friend, yep. um, you know, somebody you met last week, somebody you've known for 10 years, um, gay, straight, black, white, whatever. When you meet that person and make a connection, um, nurture it, lean into it. And uh, remember how important it is because uh, it's tough and we all need each other and we all need that support. So um, going to keep it short and sweet. Remember, we're allies uh, supporting that Miami nation, supporting Gay yep. Pride Month, LGBTQ plus community in our hearts. Indy 11 playing right now. So hopefully somebody's got this flag up. Nice. The Indy 11 ladies have started off the season great. So everybody keep it up. Show that love for one another. Go march in the Pride Parade this week. Uh, hashtag say gay hashtag black people vote black people vote love y'all love you Evan and Aaron Red and blue soccer chat Peace.